0: been redeemed, where I shall live, uh, maybe just for a little bit of a time, since I have been redeemed. Is that what the song says? Where I shall live eternally, since I have been redeemed. Amen. So we're going to be talking about heaven today. You know that's supposed to be positive. Amen. (laughs) Maybe some some of you are thinking, or not some of you, I've thought about it sometimes, I think, Lord, could you give us a message that that lift us a little? Now, I understand sometimes, like I said before, sometimes you got to eat your spinach and Brussels sprouts, amen? So you got to eat like stuff that's hard to receive, but sometimes there's also the the exciting stuff. So we'll talk about that right now. And the title is Heaven if we only knew what happened behind the scenes. Now, before I go there, let me see. Let's have a race of hands. How many of you are 100% sure you're saved that when you die, you're going to heaven? Praise God. All right. Well, guess what? Before we talk about that, we got to do our review from last week. <laughs> All right. Bible, we talk about how, what Bible believers are, like, and, and, you know, and... Uh, what we're supposed to teach and believe in. Because a lot of people say uh, they're Christians, but then when you talk about the Bible, they tell you uh, you're a little bit weird or you're a cult or something like that. That's not what the Bible says. So we talked about it last week, and the first thing is Bible believers should know what blank we believe and preach. Gospel. Gospel, amen? Death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We should know which gospel we believe, and we should know which gospel we preach. Number two, Bible believers should know which blank we believe and preach. Jesus. Jesus. Wait a second. There's only one Jesus in the Bible, uh, Brother Francis. What do you mean what, we should know which Jesus we believe and preach? Well, yes, you're right. There's only one Jesus in the Bible. But if you don't preach the Jesus that was crucified, was buried, and rose again, then that's sort of dangerous in the sense that, um, you know, people will listen to you when you preach them to them the Jesus that heals. Because everyone, including myself, we have family and friends that we want to be healed. Everyone will listen to you when you preach the Jesus that gave... Um, you know, that fed the multitude because everyone has needs. I'm not saying don't tell them about Jesus in the sense that, you know, don't study that Jesus. I'm not saying don't read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John anymore because that's not what Bible believers are supposed to believe. I'm not saying that at all. When it comes to our doctrine, when it comes to our physical growth and the things that we should practice, we preach Christ crucified. Amen. And then last but not the least, Bible believers should know who their blank is. Starts with the letter P, ends with the, le- ends with the word, ed- ends with the letter Atern. Pattern. Amen? So the Bible says that our pattern is the Apostle Paul. And that's kind of hard for a lot of people to, to uh to digest there, to receive there. And the reason why is, no, our, our pattern is supposed to be the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know what, let's read our, uh, let's read our verse, and then we'll talk a little bit more about that because we're going to touch on that a little bit more. Um, but let's go to the Lord in prayer first. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your words, and thank you, Lord, that we have the Lord Jesus Christ who died, was buried, and rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. We ask, Father, that you would help us understand how great you've worked, what the great work you've done, so we can go to heaven and be with you. May the Lord Jesus Christ and his word be lifted up. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Philippians chapter number 3, verse 17 says, Brethren, be followers together of me. Who is speaking? Paul, right? Paul was used by the Holy Ghost to write this. So he's the one speaking. He's writing to the saved people at Philippi or saved people. Brethren, be followers together of me. And mark them which walk so as ye have us at, for an ensample. And then he gives an explanation. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the what? Enemies of the cross of of Christ. So like I said earlier, our pattern is the Apostle Paul. If we're not careful in explaining what that meant, ultimately people are going to think, well, you guys are just a cult because you're following a man, not Jesus Christ. I've heard that many times before. Well, the question is, when the Apostle Paul says, be followers of me even as I follow Christ, the question is, was the Apostle Paul a narcissist? Was he just an egomaniac when he says in this verse, be followers together of me? No, right? Exactly. Are we, cult, are we a cult for following the Lord Jesus only according to how the Apostle Paul preached him and not how... Any other man or an angel, for that matter, according to Galatians 1, preach him? That's what a lot of people say. Well, let me read to you a verse. You don't have to go there. And tell me if this sounds egomaniacal to you or narcissistic to you. This verse says this. Now, the man Moses was very meek. And he didn't stop there. He says above all men which were upon the face of the earth. In English, Moses was the meekest man in the earth. You know where that verse is found? It's found in the book of Numbers, chapter 12, verse 3. You know what that means? That means the one who wrote it was Moses. (laughs) What does that mean? Moses wrote... The man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the the face of the earth. Does that mean that Moses was an egomaniac or a narcissistic fella? No, that means it was the Holy Ghost saying to Moses, Moses, no matter how sheepish you feel or no matter how weird it makes you to write this, I need you to write this. (laughs) You know, so if that was you know, if if that was Paul just being used by the Holy Ghost or Moses just being used by the Holy Ghost to write those things, it's still scripture. Hence, it's still inspired, amen. It's not Paul being egotistical saying, you follow me as I follow Christ. No, it's still inspired. See, when people tell us that, that we're a cult, that we're too dogmatic because of doctrine, they are actually saying this. This is what they actually say. I do not like your doctrine, or I do not like studying doctrine in general, because I do not want my life's practice, my life's practices to be dictated by something specific. You know why? The Bible says we're supposed to apply the doc, you know all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, number one, for doctrine. You know why people don't like doctrine anymore? Because if they do not know the specific doctrine, they have plausible deniability. What does that mean? It's a big word. That means when the going gets tough and somebody asks them about this specific doctrine that sounds too harsh for them, they can deny, oh, I did not know that. Oh, I didn't know that that was in the Bible because our preacher just, you know, just preaches about getting rich and, you know, good stuff. So that's why we take the time to learn about doctrine. Yes, we're going to try our best to enjoy the Bible, amen. But there's this vegetable in the Philippines called the bitter melon. Bitter melon. And guess what it tastes? <laughs> it's bitter. I love it now. I look for it sometimes. I can't find it over here. But when I was a little kid, I hated it. And my dad and my mom kept pushing me until I started to love it. And yes, sometimes it's just going to be like that. I just don't like talking about the deep things about the Bible. But guess what? You need it. You need the vegetables. You need the Brussels sprouts. You need... The spinach, you need the bitter melon because that's where the vitamins and the minerals are. Amen. So, what does the Apostle Paul call the people who don't follow him or his teaching or follow, who don't follow the Lord Jesus Christ according to his preaching? Enemies of the cross of Christ. I did not say that. It was the Holy Spirit using the Apostle Paul. Whose end is, this, this is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. Now, what's the title? Heaven, if we only knew what happened behind the scenes, right? If, we are in, if, we are, if our home is heaven now, that's why the Bible says, Set your affections on things above, not things on this earth. Amen. And the next verse says, For our conversation is going to be in heaven. Nope. It says is in heaven. Our conversation was in heaven. No, it's present, right? Our conversation is in heaven. Right now, even if we're still here, we are already citizens of heaven. Right now, even if our bodies are still here, we already belong. We already, we're already, uh, heaven is already our home. Now look at the next, the next uh, things. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why I have a preacher, my pastor, uh, a long time ago, he had a sermon. His, and his title was, when shook up, look up. You know what that means? That's why us, we're looking for the Lord Jesus Christ from up. From him, from up to come down to catch us away. And that's the rapture. Who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. He, it says, the verse says in Philippians, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come down from heaven. And that's why us. People that are saved in this time, we look up. We're waiting for the rapture. Amen. All right. Um, So let's talk about heaven. What, What happened behind the scenes in heaven? All we know is that once we get saved, we're going to heaven. Praise God for that. But what happened behind the scenes? Well, I'm glad you all asked unanimously. Amen. All right. But first, let's talk about the possessor of heaven and earth. Remember a couple of months back, we talked about the goal of Satan, the goal of Lucifer. And it says in, uh, and we can read it just to remind us, Isaiah 14, verse 12 to 14, it says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will, number one, his five I wills. And I want you to pay special attention to all these I wills, Okay. Because this is the behind the scenes. What we have right now, heaven being our home, having all these spiritual blessings in heavenly places, what we have right now is exactly what the devil wanted. Let's read. Number one, I will exalt, or sorry, I will ascend into heaven. Well, that's us. We're going to heaven when we die, amen, or during the rapture. Um, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Well, when we get to heaven, we're going to be above the stars and we're going to be sitting in heavenly places with Him. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation, just like what I said, in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. That's us when we go to heaven. Watch this. I will be like the Most High. That was the goal of Lucifer. Well, so the next most logical question to ask is, what is the most high? What does that mean? What does that entail? Again, I'm glad you all asked in unison. All right? So once you go, you you do your cross-references, the book of Genesis 14 verse 19 says, And he blessed him, talking about Melchizedek blessing Abraham, or Abram, not Abraham yet during that time. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God. What does it mean to be the Most High? He is the possessor of heaven and earth. And that is exactly why Satan rebelled against God because he wanted to be the, like the Most High, meaning he wanted to possess both heaven and earth. Right? So the very first verse in the Bible, of course, is Genesis 1:1, which says, "In the beginning, God created the heaven, number one, and the earth, number two, right? And if you will remember, I believe uh, brother, uh, brother Bill preached about this about prayer remember that, sir? In Matthew chapter number six, verse 10, it says, "Thy kingdom come." Thy will be done, thy will, all right? God has a will to be done in earth as it is in heaven. So think with me for a second. That was all point number one. We're going to point number two already. (laughs) But before that, think with me for a second. If the Bible is true, and it is, amen, then God has two wills. Or in other words, he has two programs. Two plans, if you will. A program for heaven and a program for earth. You with me so far? So much so that when Jesus taught his disciples, who were, by the way, all commanded to preach the gospel of the kingdom, when he taught them to pray, he says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And where was he? I, re- I remember before I, for- before I go forward, I remember learning English when I was a little boy. And can I tell you, learning English is hard. <laughs> We're still learning. I'm still learning it right now. But I remember my dad telling me, and I want to shout out to my mom and dad who watches every week, amen. <laughs> my, I remember my dad telling me, when you say come and go are different things, right? Going is from here, from point A, where you are, to point B. Coming is from point B, there to where you are, right? Thy kingdom come. The Lord Jesus Christ was praying from earth for God's kingdom to come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he had two plans, two programs, one for the earth and one for heaven. That's point number one. Satan wanted to be the possessor of both heaven and of earth. And that's why he rebelled. Number two, the earth is given to the nation of Israel. Okay? Genesis chapter number three, remember? When he talked to Abraham and promised, God promised Abraham, Abraham, for all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed, how long? Forever. Right? Right? Psalm 37, verse 29. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein, how long? Forever. Which leads us to the question, don't answer this, this is a homework. This is your homework, okay? <laughs> just think about it. No, I'm just kidding. Just think about this. Question, when we get to heaven, don't answer, just think about it. Do you think Abraham will also be there with us forever? What about David? What about Moses? What about Peter and the apostles? Now remember, in light of the verses that we read, whom God promised them the land that they will dwell there forever. Unless you're saying that heaven and earth are the same thing. And remember, we already talked about God having two distinct plans. Think about it. Matthew 5, verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit, inherit the earth. You know why Israel is the most persecuted nation in the world? Let's rewind. You know why before the nation of Israel came back to the promised land, there were giants all over the promised land? Because Satan hates Israel because what he wanted to have dominion, to have possession over the earth and heaven, God gave, God promised the earth to Israel. And that's why they are the most persecuted. He even used giants. To persecute them. To kick them out of the land. Right? You still with me? That was point number two. Point number three. No, we're already in point number three. God's, what about, we know what God's will is for earth. It's going to be given to Israel, to Abraham and his seed forever. What about God's will for heaven? Let me tell you this. I don't know if you caught this when we were talking about Satan and Lucifer. Contrary to popular belief, Satan does not live in hell right now. Because we've seen it in cartoons. I remember as little as I was back then and watching the, we had the black and white, it wasn't even black and white, it was green and white. The one that you had to, to, to switch the knobs, you know, and uh, to change the channel. I remember watching Bugs Bunny. And once in a while, they would have a devil character come out and it'd be like he would come up from hell. And he looked like he had horns and he had hooves and he had a pointed tail and he, he held a giant trident. Remember that? But contrary, that's, you know, that's me back then. My my theology was built on Bugs Bunny. (laughs) But once you read the Bible, hopefully we move from Bugs Bunny to the Bible. Amen. To what's true. The devil does not live in hell. Where is he? Right? Um, Ephesians chapter number two, verse number two. Wherein in time past, you walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince and prince of the power of the air. Prince of the power, later on, we're going to read principalities and powers. So of all these principalities and powers, plural, the prince, the highest one of them, the prince and the power of the air is Satan. So where is he? In the air, Right the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience look at the next verse Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against here here it is plural principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in hell nope in high places right now after the great rebellion of lucifer and his angels it is inhabited you know the heavenlies are inhabited by principalities and powers they're not in hell right now they're in the air they're in space they're in there that's why it says the prince and the power of the air but guess what it didn't end there god triumphed against them praise god Colossians chapter number 2, verse 13 to 15. Are you still there? This is what happened behind the scenes. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, had he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Now that alone should make everyone excited. Amen. I remember... But I can still remember as far as when I was unsaved as a teenager, not having having sleepless nights because I was worried about my sins not being washed, not being forgiven. But that alone should give us excitement. That alone should give us happiness and joy because our sins are forgiven. Praise God. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Watch this. And having spoiled, what, principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. Now, right now, the, Satan and his fallen angels are occupying the heavenlies. Not the heavenly, you, you know, not the third heaven where, the, where God is. Although, if you remember in the book of Job, he had access back there to, to the throne room of God. He's not in hell. The devil is not in hell. He's, in, he's the prince in the power of the air. One day, God is going to give us heavenly bodies so we can operate in the heavenlies. Not right now. That's the purpose of why, you know, when we die right now, our, soul, our body goes to the grave, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Our spirit goes back up to God and our soul, if you're saved. Amen. And you raised your hand earlier, so praise God. Then our soul goes back to God. But then when it comes back, when it comes to the catching away, or people call it rapture, our soul, or, you know, our, we will be given uh, heavenly bodies, meaning um, incorruptible bodies. So our bodies, so we can operate in the heavenlies. Look at uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 48. As is the earthly, such are they also that are earthly. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we, ha, look at that, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. I don't know about you, that's exciting to me. I remember when I was in the hotel a couple of weeks ago or even this week and I was studying this and like I said in my email, it made me do this. Whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> Whoa, that's awesome. I, if, if we just know what happened behind the scenes of what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us, whew. look at uh, Ephesians chapter number three. So first off, the devil does not live in hell. It's, he occupies the heavenlies. And then God triumphed against them. One day, God is going to give us heavenly bodies or incorruptible bodies so we can operate in the heavenlies. Next. But God had a mystery hid from the principalities and powers. It, if they knew this mystery, they would not have crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Ephesians chapter number 3, verse 8 to 11. Here's this narcissist again. (laughs) Unto me, who am less than the least of the saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Remember in the book of John when Jesus Christ was talking to the scribes and the Pharisees? He says, search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. And then Paul says, I'm giving you a mystery that, was, that is unsearchable. You cannot see this in the Old Testament. What is that? And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world had been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now, unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places, might be made known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. All right, so stop talking in Greek, Brother Francis, and talk to us in English. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. God's plan is for the earth to be inhabited by Abraham and his seed forever. But, God, but Satan, Lucifer, rebelled because he wanted dominion or possession of both heaven and earth because he wants to be like the most high. Well, we already know God's plan for Israel and, he's the, and that's why he's been working for it for the kingdom to come, for his kingdom to come onto this earth. And, but what about heaven? God had it hid from the beginning of the earth. And by the way, how many of you have heard of the term predestination? That means, if you haven't heard of it, that means this is, and I'm going to tell you right now, that's the false doctrine that God chose who he wants to save. All right? There's one problem with that. Well, two problem, a lot of problems, sorry. But the, one of the things that, that I see is that the people who preach that That doctrine, it's always them that God chose. Nobody preaches, you know, God didn't choose me. (laughs) Come back next week, we'll talk about predestination. Bring your family and friends, amen? (laughs) All right, so uh, God's plan, but what about the heavenlies? God hid his plan from the beginning because if the devil knew about it, he wanted heaven. If the devil knew about that, God was gonna give Hit the heavens, that God was going to give us the body of Christ, the people who are saved right now, heaven. God, Satan would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Right? So, Ephesians chapter number three, to the intent that now, unto the principalities and power in heavenly places, there will come a time when God will tell Satan, Satan, you wanted the heaven? You wanted earth, I'm giving it to Israel. You wanted heaven, I'm giving it to the church, which is the body of Christ. Guess what? You wanted it for you. You worked so hard for it. I'm just giving it to everyone of them whom believe for free. Look at Ephesians chapter number 2. You still there? Ephesians chapter number 2 verse 1. Almost done. And you had he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. wherein time past, you walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, we read this earlier, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Among whom also, we all had our conversation. Remember, in Philippians, we, the, the Bible says now, our conversation is in heaven. But back then, before we were saved, we had our conversation in time past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together in Christ by grace ye are saved, and had raised us up together, and Oops, sorry. And had raised us up together and had what? What did Satan, what did Lucifer said say before? I will sit on the thrones above the stars. Watch what the Lord said about the church, the body of Christ, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness Toward us, through Christ Jesus, for by grace are ye saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of work, lest any man should boast. Here is Satan saying, I'm going to work as hard as I can so I can kick God out and sit on that throne. And God says, Satan, you wanted this? I'm just giving it for free to everyone that believes in my gospel. You want to sit here? Guess what? I'm the people who are going to sit here, the church, the body of Christ, they don't even have to do anything to sit in, together in heavenly places in Christ. If we just understand how great and awesome that is, can you imagine how wonderful this salvation is that God gave us? Not only that, Satan wanted all the good things in life. All the good things in heaven, I mean. He wanted all the blessings. God said, you know what? I'm just gonna give this for free to everyone that trusts my gospel. Look at uh, um, Ephesians chapter number one, verse three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who, had, who will bless us. Is that what it say? Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings, where? In heavenly places. Satan did all the things, the hard work he, he, he could. He rebelled as hard as he could. He did everything he could do just to get all these blessings in heaven. God says, I'm just gonna give it for free to everyone that believes in me. And you know what? He, it, it's past tense, who had blessed, right? It didn't say who blessed them, but they'll only get it when they're when they're in heaven. No, we have it already. But it's in heavenly places. And that's what happened behind the scenes. God gave us what Satan wanted all along. And we did not have to do anything for it. We didn't have to rebel. Amen. We didn't have to work for it. We didn't have to do any work. God says, if you trust what the Lord Jesus Christ did, His death, burial, and resurrection, I will give all these things to you for free. Now, last but not the least. Well, we now know what happened behind the scenes. What now? So what? How is that going to affect my life? Right? Remember in Ephesians chapter number three, verse 10 to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be, might be, oh man, I can just see while I'm reading this. it just, I can just see the face of the devil in the great, in the great white throne judgment or before or whenever he learned about this mystery. Paul? Who's Paul? Brother Francis? Who's Brother Francis? Who in the world is... Who's Brother brother Bill? Who's Brother Cal? Who's Who's all of us? Who are they to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? God says, really? (laughs) They're the people who trusted in in my son's death, burial, and resurrection. They don't have to do anything about it. So what, what does that mean with us, to us right now? Number one, in whom we have boldness. Now that we know what the plan of God is for heaven, now that he has revealed it to us, we can have boldness. You know, boldness is different from just happiness and joy. Boldness is you have you have it says over there an access with confidence you have confidence meaning with faith confide right with faith you have boldness. you know you have access we know that we're going to heaven then we have boldness we don't have to wonder uh am i going to heaven no we have boldness that we're going there we have confidence. We have access with confidence. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to hope that, oh, I hope we're going there. We know we're going there. Amen. By the fate of Him wherein I desired that ye, and now that we know, that's why whatever happens, we should not faint. Whatever happens to us, We may not have the material things of this world, but guess what? We have all blessings in heavenly places. We may not have it now, but we have it already, but it's just in heavenly places. So you know what? No matter what this life, no matter what the devil brings us, we can be confident and we can faint not, amen, at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. How about you today? First and foremost, is heaven your home? What about you out in internet land? Is heaven your home? Have you trusted in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ? If not, today is the day. What about you who have trusted in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you know that you're saved? Do you have boldness? Maybe some of us are discouraged by what life has brought us. The Bible says, hey, God is taking care of our biggest problem. We have all these blessings in heavenly places. We already sit in heavenly places in in Christ. We're going there once we die or during the rapture. What is there to be worried about? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for your love for us. Thank you for dying on the cross, for being buried and rising again the third day. Lord... It's so exciting what happened. It's like an eternal chess match match from the beginning of the world of the battle between God and the devil for heaven and earth. Well, everyone could see what happened, what your plan is for the earth, and it's to be given to Israel. That's why Israel is the most um, uh, persecuted nation in the whole world it's like you hid your plan It's not like you did hide your plan about for the heavens and now you have revealed it to us through the preaching of through the letters of the apostle paul and we thank you for it dear god we thank you lord that of all the people in this world who is brother francis and who are we who who is who's the apostle paul he said he's the least of the saints and uh, Who are we, dear God? We are Gentiles that you should give the heaven to. But thanks be to the Lord Jesus Christ, who died, was buried, and rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures, that all these may be made possible. For it's in His name we pray all these. Amen.